Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of So Let's Talk. Quickly, before we get into this topic, a little housekeeping is in order. First, I just want to say, um, as always, thank you guys so much for the amazing feedback that I've gotten since starting this podcast. We are still in the early stages, um, believe it or not, but I appreciate you guys sticking around through the audio changes and the editing errors. I promise I am actively working on it. I had a meeting yesterday with uh, Marky Denenbaum, and he actually has a podcast called What a Week, and it's an amazing podcast. They interview a ton of different people, local and otherwise so give it a listen on Spotify. Secondly, this episode will be a little bit long. It is in two parts technically, um, but it will be one episode. I feel like if this doesn't take me too long to record, I, I will make it one episode. Otherwise, you'll see it into but um you might hear a little audio change halfway through so that's the scene change that you'll hear but hopefully it all goes smoothly so lastly i do need to ask something of you all i am very very grateful for the people reaching out with feedback on the episodes so i do want to ask that that continues um please comment on anything share it let me know that you're listening dm me privately text me and let me know what you think um all critiques are welcome because i do want to improve as as much as possible so um Uh, let's get into today's topic and as you can see by the title um, it is my yoga journey so this topic is geared toward people having trouble finding their way i think that's kind of where i'm coming from so maybe you went through something recently that has caused confusion in your life Um, in my case when i started two years ago it was a breakup that i was coming out of Um, maybe it was a career change for some maybe something deeper like a loss of a loved one that you know left a void or really any type of emotional life setback Um, hopefully everyone that is listening will take something away from this so i do you know even if you're not into yoga please there's some stories in here that that you might like and that you might connect with so keep listening even if it's not your your shtick um but for those people who do feel lost this is your episode and this is your sign to start your life bettering journey so grab a snack grab a cocktail and please note that the second part of this episode is an interview so you will be hearing from soulworks yoga studio owner finn malikin one of my closest girl boss friends she will be taking us through a guided meditation to start off um, and a few readings throughout her interview to give you a real feel of the peace and the power that yoga can bring you. So we did discuss a lot of diversity in the practice um, and we just had a lot of fun chatting. So like I said, it will be a little bit longer of an episode. So if you're looking for a break point, I suggest right before the interview, hitting pause and coming back to it whenever you're ready to really listen. Um, The guided meditation is done in the beginning and it is done with your eyes closed. Um, So I don't recommend while uh, you listen that you're driving a car or anything that you have to have your eyes open for. So if you're looking to participate in that, I would suggest, you know, pausing and coming back when you're ready to listen. But I do highly suggest that you participate. It's just a few minutes because it is a beautiful segue into our conversation that we get to have. So I think that's all I really have to say before we get into it. So let's start. I'm going to give you a little bit of the background. So right before 
I started and where I found yoga. So about September of 2020, I found my entry into yoga. Um, a few months prior in June of 2020, I had gone through a very terrible traumatizing, I guess, breakup that I thought would define me as a person for a very long time. Um, Little did I know that it would, but only for the better. So without getting too into that breakup itself, although I do feel like that is a good story time and um, it's pretty helpful maybe in the future for younger ages to listen in on, I'm not quite ready to offload that baggage during this topic because I feel that this topic should remain positive and inspirational. So let's try to stick with that. Um, Summer of 2020, I believe, we really all were looking for uh, guidance in every direction. For me, I was very lost, dragging out a long-anticipated heartbreak. I found myself searching for a greater purpose, whether it was you know, a distraction of some sort, a hobby, any outlet to help me ease my mind into the calm state of this is your life now, learn to cope, you know, things are different and this is how it's going to be. I needed a little help. Um, As a person, I deemed myself to be a chronic dater. (laughs) I still am working on that and in therapy, just coming to terms with how I was in my past, I'm not a chronic dater right now. I'm in a happy relationship. But before I would find myself, you know, onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And my mother was the one that warned me about it, you know, but how do you tell a 20 some year old girl to stay away from boys or stop chasing that happy feeling even just for a little bit that she knew would soon piece away if I couldn't find myself in the meantime. Um, So through that summer of tears and doubt and distraction, I found some of the best people that I could ever possibly have in my life. Recently, I had mentioned to a friend that I am no longer giving out hollow compliments just for the sake of having something to say other than, you know, pleasantries. My compliments would come from my heart. They would be meaningful and deep and show my actual appreciation for that human being in my life. I think this has helped me as a person, especially during that summer. People deserve kindness. Um, I truly believe that. And I also believe that it is earned just as respect is earned Um, and that is something that I learned through that life setback that summer. Um, The people that I have met and who helped me uh, mend my heart from that breakup came from my overall introduction uh, to the yoga world. I was introduced to yoga by Finn Malikin who I mentioned earlier. You'll meet her later. Um, We dive deeper into what it means to practice yoga for everyone. Finn is the owner and founder of Soulworks Yoga Studio in Hamlin, Pennsylvania, and she has created such a wonderful space that I'm obsessed with, and we will talk about that later on. So I reached out to her through my best friend, who happens to be her cousin. Um, She welcomed me with open arms, and I was nervous, to say the least. So Having months between the breakup and starting yoga, it took me all that time to work up the courage to set foot in a class alone and not have a care in the world about what people thought of me because I had those reservations before. Um, A side note is that I, I will mention the yoga studio was out of my local city. It wasn't super convenient for me at the time, but it was about 15 to 20 miles away. It was like a 20 minute drive. Um, I found that very blissful. I, I, and you know, a nice enough drive to decompress both ways to prepare to calm my soul on the ride to and from home. Um, it was nice to completely separate the lifestyles that I was building. 
from my city life full of people that I knew just walking out of my apartment to discovering a small, quiet, slowly up-and-coming town um, to practice my inner peace and totally disconnect by reconnecting with myself, if that makes sense. Almost like a mini once-a-week retreat for myself. So I feel like self-care sometimes can maybe feel superficial. Um, It may feel selfish to take time for yourself, but let it. It it has taught me that if I put myself first in those cases of soul rejuvenation and relaxing when I need to, um, you know, recouping and keeping promises to myself to do self-care, that I treat people around me at least 10 times better than I would if I were to wake up miserable at the tasks I had to complete for others while putting my health and wellness on the back burner. You're not giving yourself 100% so you can't give others 100%. Um, I, I've read in a self-help book that I wish that I could remember um, on keeping a promise to yourself. So in, in my own experience, keeping a promise to yourself is one of the most soul-strengthening mind-body changes that I could have made in that journey for self-discoverment. So what I mean by keeping a promise to yourself, an example is, um, so say if you tell yourself you're going to go to yoga, you, you know, you've signed up for the class, go. As if you made those plans with a great college friend that you haven't seen in years and you have one hour to connect with them before not having a chance again for however long, you know, like you wouldn't cancel on them. You feel obligated to go. You feel, you know, you made that commitment. So keep that commitment to yourself. Hold yourself to that obligation and it will feel so good. Um, with that said, a one-and-done yoga class will not mend your wellness, make your soul new, fix your health, you know, brighten your skin. It's not going to do that in one class. You have to be consistent with it. This is a journey. You know, consistency is key in this life. And uh, show up for yourself and thank me later. You know, humans want immediate results. I'm not sure of the science behind our impatient nature, but show up for yourself and be consistent with your self-care. It's gratifying. Each result that uh, you see from your efforts just fuels the next. It strengthens and, ha- and you know makes you happy and you want to keep going. So be consistent and show up for yourself. Uh, yoga specifically will release those natural endorphins just from physical motion in our body, you know. And uh, the mental aspect, I feel, is what where the hard work comes in. So, and and we'll get into that a little bit more with Finn later. But I'm not. I'm going to mention again the word consistency. It, come to terms with that term. The more that you prepare your mind and body for the journey ahead, the better. Because again, that's what it is. It's a journey, not a quick fix. So prepare for that, and you'll have a better time starting. I feel. So let's take you back to my first class experience. I will try to paint the picture best as I can. Um, My current mood log before arriving was foggy, to say the least. I was confused, sad overall, you know, searching for a purpose or craving communication from the universe or answers of any kind, some some guidance. But just picture walking... um, through like vintage nature that's kind of how I can describe the studio just very calm lights windows lining the walls and overall like yogi ambiance um which was really nice to walk into first impression um I was going to be prepared to say that I would give the benefit of the doubt to 
people who find it intimidating to go to class alone, but that's a personal battle for most. I rarely did anything on my own before this, but after the push that I gave myself to do it for myself and not as a distraction, I just achieve tunnel vision toward a better life. Having a friend tag along is also very comforting, but it shouldn't be the reason that you don't go. Um, Like I mentioned before, show up for yourself. This is your life. This is your journey. You cannot control what others do or where they are in their life to want to make that spiritual or mental change. But you can relay your intentions. You know, I feel this way I feel like I need to go to a class Um, you can come if you want you can tag along these are my goals and if that drives them then take that as your first victory you know like you were able to radiate that energy enough to inspire them to come with you and if not go anyway I had previously purchased a yoga mat through the studio um, fully investing in myself because I am a look good feel good mentality type of person and a pretty mat helped activate my motivation but she has mats to borrow and most yoga studios do so don't let that stop you either. I found a spot close to the wall um, but toward the middle or upper part of the room because if I'm here I'm not holding back. Um, My mindset of walking in and setting up was fake it till you make it referring to my confidence level like who cares what people think I'm here for myself I kept repeating it to myself like who cares who cares who cares Uh, so my only upper hand really was that I knew the instructor and not overly well at this point she is one of my close friends now but really at that point in our relationship we had just kind of casually been hanging out and with other people Um, so I was beyond nervous and she was able to know that. So that's really my only upper hand was her knowing my, you know, I was out of my comfort zone, but I'm ready and I'm here. So class starts and I will just kind of walk you through my emotions throughout the class. I don't, I don't know all the yoga poses that we did and the names of them and things like that. But so my emotion might transfer a little bit better. It started out slow, um, holding a seated position and, tuning into our breathing our eyes were closed and like okay I'm comfortable with this I thought to myself you know I can do this Um, listening to her tell us to let go of whatever we had come from that day or where we were going after be here now she'd say it's just you and your mat and she was right and those words transferred to me and it was just me and my mat no one else in the class existed continuing our breath and letting go of our day, uh, we moved our bodies gradually one position higher off of the ground and um, eventually standing and holding a pose. You know, the heat was on at that point. Literally, the heat was on right behind me. It kicked on. So I was doing almost hot yoga. (laughs) Now my mind started to shift from stay focused and, you know, forget him or, you know, you're here now to stay balanced you know, looking back on the class, it did exactly what I needed it to do. I was so focused on holding my balance and each position itself, I was focused on my breathing, you know, not for any other reason than just to drive myself fully into the class and do the best that I could with each each pose and, you know, making sure my body was in the right form. It wasn't egotistical, um, in, but nonetheless, I was focused on that instead of what I came in with. Um, instead of the what's next in life, how can I mend a broken heart? 
How do I move on? How do I become mentally healthy enough to go forward in other relationships? The really heavy questions and concerns um, after a breakup that clouded my brain coming into class have disappeared. So that in itself was a victory no matter if they came flooding back as soon as the class ended. I knew that I was in that one hour I gave myself every week. It it let those thoughts slip away for just a moment long enough for me to find that peace. By the end of class, resting in Shavasana, I had tears coming down my face as if I hadn't been crying enough on the regular. <laughs> Something about those tears meant healing and not broken. They were healing tears, and from that moment, I found my next move. I was going to be on that mat every week. Let's talk physical for a moment. In general studies, um, they've shown that just moving your body actively for 10 minutes has been linked to happier moods. It's science. I don't make the rules. If you've ever heard of anything called the runner's high, it's referring to when the human body is active, it releases natural hormones called endorphins. Um, a biological, you know, chemical that gives a slight euphoric sense to the body. Heart rate is increased in a positive way. You know, you're not panicked. So yoga can be as intense or as modified as you're looking for it to be. So if you're interested in the physical aspect of yoga, I have learned that it is my practice. So yes, I'm there to be instructed, but if something being communicated doesn't feel good to my body, I stop where I meet my edge. So meeting your edge is a common phrase in yoga and means that you know, just what it says. If if you feel the resistance in the stretch that your body reached and it feels like you can't go any further without straining or hurting your body or hurting the the muscles, you're at your body's edge. So you know your body, um, you know where your edge is, and if you meet it, you stop. Um, this part of the practice, knowing your edge and meeting it, has helped me set personal goals for myself in my own practice. Something that I'm sure I will touch on with Finn later is the fact that a reason or excuse rather that people don't come to yoga is a wide variety of things such as I'm not flexible enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not young enough. That's bullshit. I, I'll, it's bullshit. Um, I say it's bullshit because none of that shit matters. My first class, we sat with our legs out in front of us, straight out in front of us, and we were instructed to fold over our legs, reach for our toes. I couldn't touch my toes. You want to know how much I weighed and how old I was? I was 24 years old. I weighed 125 pounds. Looking at me, anyone could say I could touch my toes. Flexibility has nothing to do with it. You continue to go to yoga and you, and guess what? Now, almost two years later, I remember the class that I reached my toes. And that personal victory I felt in that moment of the class put an actual smile across my face. No one else knew. No one else in the class knew. But I knew that that was a personal victory that I had met. I physically noticed how far I had come in my flexibility. That was once my only excuse not to come to yoga and start my journey. That goes for all of those excuses. The message I want to get across about my personal experience is that I was like you. I was intimidated. I was nervous. I didn't want to feel judged. I didn't want to, you know, disappoint myself or look like a fool, basically. I thought going to class, the teacher would be literally speaking in Sanskrit and I would have to interpret things for myself. <laughs> that is not how yoga works. She literally moves your body with her words from position to position to position. So 
For example, on your next inhale, lift your arms out and over your head, meeting your palms and bringing them down to prayer. Did you picture that? Could you have done that if I said it to you? It's easy. It's simple as that. And guess what else? You learn. So maybe during the transition, she describes the movement to the next position and then says the name of the position, the name of the pose. So the next time she's describing the movements, you're familiar with where your body's going and you recognize the position name and then you know yoga. (laughs) But in all seriousness, like let yourself learn. It's fun. It's a journey. And don't you know, you don't want all the answers right now. That's cheating. Let yourself fall out of a posture. Let yourself break focus and then bring it back and just, you know, just reconnect with yourself. It's okay to to not be perfect at something. You're starting out. So Finn has taught me so much about yoga and I credit her greatly, but she does not come home with me. She doesn't contain my breathing when I'm calming down for the night. She won't be there to hold my hand through the day-to-day Um, but she has instilled her wisdom and her love for her practice onto me. And it's inspired me to take the next steps in holding myself accountable for my own practice as well. And it feels good. So with that being said, this podcast is not meant to give you all the answers. I do not want to take away from your learning curve. I think it's important to make mistakes, to make the hard decisions for yourself and to work through them and then apply them to your journey, your experience, because it's, yours. It's no one else's. You cannot bank on others to make your life the way that you want it to be. You have to take the steps for yourself. If I waited for a friend to come with me to yoga, who knows if I would have ever gone. But now my drive for it has driven others, my friends, to participate with me. And that feels inspiring as well because I was able to generate enough positive energy and let it reflect my life to bring others with me and um, to start their own journey. And that, that feels good. That feels like an accomplishment as well, because I was able to reach those people by turning my life around and turning my perspective on the world around. So, so many of the people you will, you know, you meet in your yoga community will give you that, will give you that sense of community somewhere else that you didn't know that it could be. It will also give you the solidarity and peace that you're looking for. Um, Opportunities will start to appear for you. Good things will happen for you. And it will start with your mindset. My mindset now has come such a long way since the distress of 2020. I'm able to cope better and deal with things better than I would have two years ago. I'm more understanding of myself and of others in the sense that I cannot control others. I can only control myself. And, you know, I have become stronger mentally as well. I I deal with people every day for my job and yoga has helped me to be able to not take on other people's stresses and um, as empathetically as I did before. I would come home completely mentally annihilated and, you know, from listening to six people today tell me all the negative things happening in their life. And don't get me wrong, I, I live for listening to my clients. I, you know, I love giving my insight and they'll tell you that I'll, I'll tell them how it is and what I think. Um, I can, I, in any way that I can help, I will. But I was taking that home with me and it was affecting my personal relationships. I was coming home in such a, you know, disgusted, bad mood because I had just been drained emotionally um, and it was making me very irritable. So, you know, I, I still have days like that. I'm not perfect, but it's less now than it was before. And I credit my practice for that. And I, you know, and continuing to 
to improve on that as well. Um, so we're nearing the end of my journey, I guess not the end, but at that point, you know, I'm, I'm going to yoga every week, you know, that's, that's my goal. That's my promise to myself is every Monday, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And I'm better for it now. And I, I like to look back and see my little victories. Um, so if I can leave you with any bit of advice, I will refer back to these points. Number one, show up for yourself. I'm not going to explain that again. Show up for yourself. Number two, keep your promises to yourself. Those are going to be your accomplishments. If, if you can keep the promise to yourself and go to that class, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel accomplished. Number three, prepare yourself for a journey, not a quick fix. It is not a quick fix. You have to be consistent with it. Number four, note the little victories in your journey and celebrate them. Give yourself the credit because you did those things. Number five, keep an open mind and let yourself feel all of the feelings and then refocus that and, you know, at the task at hand, which is peace. I hope my story alone can kickstart yours. I hope that my drive can drive you. I hope that your drive drives other people. But please remember that everyone starts somewhere. There is no shame in showing up for yourself. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this part of the podcast. Please share with your friends. Share with me. I want to know when you're listening. Um, Share with someone who you feel needs this. Um, DM me, comment on the episodes, share and tag, you know, all that. So right now you'll hear a little bit of a shift in the audio for the transition into the interview with Finn, but stick around for that. Um, Hopefully you'll learn more about her and the business and um, her journey and how she became the owner of SoulWorks and uh, what's to come with her local business. I think firstly, firstly, mm-hmm. I want to say congratulations on yesterday. Oh, you just you. passed your three years yes. of opening SoulWorks? It was like the first day mm-hmm. that we found out that it was official. We were moving forward. Okay. I announced it to the world yeah. and then that it no. was happening. Cool. That is so exciting. Yeah. Three years. I can't believe. I feel like every time I go to tell someone like, Finn owns SoulWorks. She's had it for so. I always want to say more than it was because I feel like we've it's been, been yeah a lifetime mm-hmm. yeah, but great like a great feeling wise. Not like oh my god, it's been so long. But also literally a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. It feels like I've been here for two minutes. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, like this yoga journey podcast. Mm-hmm. I was typing it out and I was like, wow, that was two years ago. Yeah. Like I'm coming up on two years at the end of the summer. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so that's really exciting. So, so I think I have a little bit. So for the people that don't know, um, SoulWorks Yoga is located in Hamlin, Pennsylvania. Um, it's a big, beautiful red building. You can't miss it. It's in Hamlin Corners as you're passing through to maybe go towards um, Lake Wampal Pack, Lake Ariel. Um, yeah, you can't miss it. And I want to know a little bit about the building before we start. Oh, the building. The building has history. Yeah. So this building was built by my grandparents, uh, my mother's side. Um, it was their livelihood, how our, my family before me was supported. Um, 1975, I believe it was wow. built. Um, it was a first floor first, just a ground level. And then I think maybe 20 years in, they built the second story oh. um, furniture gallery. Um, 
refinishing furniture, upholstery. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I was never in the building before Soulworks. Okay. I was, like, too removed from that family story. But, um, yeah, built, like, by hand. Like, my grandma laid the bricks downstairs. Like, stirred the the concrete mix and, like, poured. So it was in your family, and then it was... Out of your family? Out of my family. A few times. Okay. Um, I think there were three owners between my grandfather mm-hmm. and my past landlord, okay. who I rented from. Yep. And then November, purchased the building. Last year? Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. All right, so I'm going to let you kind of take over and start us off here. Um, we want to do a meditation to start. Yes. Okay, so everyone is in for a treat because this is a free meditation, <laughs> so listen up. Turn the volume up if you can't hear us, and I will I'll let you take over. Okay. So if you're in your car, obviously don't close your eyes, but <laughs> if you're sitting, um, you can lay on the floor if you have that amenity. Um, just find your way to a comfortable seated position. And when you get there, take a nice deep breath in through the nose and a deep breath back out. If it feels okay, close your eyes. And just start to pour your attention into the stillness of your body. If you feel like you need to fidget, adjust until you feel ready for stillness. And then gather your awareness right behind the pattern of breath. And as you breathe, start to feel a deeper sense of release of wholeness, maybe turning up the volume of receptivity. Slow down the breath. Becoming as present in the moment as you can be. And then let's bring our attention completely to the breath. As you inhale, Feel your breath almost floating inside of you, completely independent and touching nothing, but at the same time, filling you up and attaching to every cell inside of the body. And then at the top of your next inhale, hold your breath. Once you're full completely, feel it pulling in like a magnet, anything dark or stagnant, any energy that no longer serves you And then as you exhale, feel the body of your breath release its grip on your cells, exiting from your nose and taking along with it the heavy energy. And slowly with each round of breath, feel your center more and more. And as you breathe, feel your place in whatever space you're in. And keep sensing the breath and the depth that it holds. Clear the mind. Whatever is distracting to you today, bring your awareness to your breath instead. Just for this next moment, give yourself a little bit of peace, a little bit of clarity in the mind. Now bring your attention back into the physical body. And feel the gentle curve of the low back matched by the one at the base of the skull and soften the space between. 
Connect to the feeling that you have nothing to do right now but breathe. Feel the clothes on your skin, your body sitting wherever you are. And let's start to visualize the light, any color. It could be gold or blue, light or dark. And start to form it in your belly. Envision this as your internal fire. In Sanskrit, the word for sun is jyoti. So feel the light in your belly forming like the sun from within. And breathe with it. Start to picture the light moving through your body. Feel it moving up into your chest and heart, down into your arms and your fingertips. Slowly filling up. And now let the light descend into your lower limbs. Let this light fill your toes, your feet, filling you up with warmth. And now see how the light moves into your mind and fills your head with sunlight. And let this light start to radiate outside of your body, into the room, the space around you, radiating out of the front, the back, the top, the bottom of you. And now as you sit, the light starts to fill the room. It starts to fill maybe the building that you're in, the house that you're in. And see the light sift and filter its way outside of the room, into the wind, into the trees, into the waterways and mountains until it fills up everywhere you can think of. And this light is coming from you. This light is not selective. It moves its way through the world, touching and filling every sentient being until the universe is one bright light and you are part of it and it is part of you. Let's take just a few more moments together, letting this light or jyoti radiating in the warm presence of this connection. And then slowly bring your awareness back into the body. Take a nice deep breath in and a deep breath out. And when you're ready, let your eyes flutter open. Come back into the room. Nice. How did that feel? Amazing. I didn't really know that I needed that until <laughs> it was happening. <laughs> I know we talked briefly about adding that in in the beginning, and that yeah. was lovely. Awesome. Lovely. Good. Um, while we're on the, the subject of meditation, um, I know we've implemented it like before and after classes a few times. Like, mm -hmm. How do you feel like people react to that, having never done it before? Like, Do you get a lot of feedback of people being like, I feel like I did it wrong, or I feel like I it feel was like helpful? I feel like the description of how people like receive mm -hmm. a meditation, I can see it in their bodies mm -hmm. and on their face. Like mm -hmm. in class, I've seen students who have been with me for three years, like in the beginning, they're fidgeting, they're adjusting their clothes, they're like huffing and puffing, rolling their eyes, like right. metaphorically with their body language. Mm -hmm. And then like students who have been here for three years now, they don't move. Right. They sit there. I can see on their face that the they're practice. content. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like really in it. Yeah. So it's kind of a practice, right? Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, someone knew that 
has never received like a meditation or experienced that it's probably like out of your comfort zone like super uncomfortable to sit still and like think right consciously in your mind about something that isn't tangible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I um I was talking to Matt the other day Mm -hmm. and we can say his name because he's been on the podcast yes um I've also said Courtney's name too so she's a frequent name dropper so okay I was talking to him the other day about meditation. I forget why. And he said, I need someone constantly saying something. Like, mm-hmm. I can't just sit there in silence with, with my own thoughts, mm-hmm. which is a problem all in itself. Sure. You should be able to be alone with yourself. But, <laughs> um, we won't get into that. But it's very helpful to, like, focus on what you're saying and sort of paint that picture in mm-hmm. your mind versus letting your mind wander. Like, that's easier meditation to me right. than sitting alone with myself and just being quiet and just being quiet because I think that that's what people think it is sometimes it's just you're sitting cross-legged on the floor not talking or speaking or doing anything no with your mind sometimes a guided meditation like it doesn't matter what the topic is Mm -hmm. it could be some foo-foo-y yogic thing Mm -hmm. right but it doesn't really matter what the words are that I'm saying it's a distraction from your distractions right which regardless which is really powerful yeah um I love that that was really beautiful. Oh, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. It's from the book, The Language of Yin. Some of it was me. Some of it was. I was just. That was my next question. Gabrielle Harris. Where do you like prompt your meditation from? I was wondering if you like really script it out before you have class, or if you kind of just wing it. So I'm like a super judgmental person when it comes to other people's <laughs> meditations because I feel like they're not like if I read it word for word, it's not authentically me. It's, yeah, it's, like it doesn't come guiding it. Genuine. Right. So half of that was words that I just wrote down Mm -hmm. from my head after motivating myself from reading the meditation and then I'll go back and forth and then I'll add ad lib things in here and there so you kind of take notes on the readings Mm -hmm. and then put them into your own Mm -hmm. words that's yeah that's cool um you do that kind of with your uh classes too I've noticed like I feel like some things will just be like not I don't know the structure of the class before it's happening Mm -hmm. at all but um I like the little tidbits that you give us when, you know, if a phone goes off in class, mm-hmm. what, you just like ignore the, you know, well, like you as a teacher, you kind of have to laugh yeah. and like make a, yeah, we'll get into that later yeah. too. Um, okay. So I want to start with your background. Mm-hmm. Um, before yoga, mm-hmm. you went to school, went mm-hmm. to college. What did you uh, go to school for? I went to school for clinical psychology, which I found out this morning, Ram Das, who, if you don't know, he's like. A wisdom sage like of years past mm-hmm. um he was a clinical psychologist as well okay he was actually a practicing clinical psychologist um so I thought that was really cool that I had the same background as Ron yeah. Boss whatever um so I graduated high school and I felt like everyone was kind of moving in this same like mm-hmm. beeline direction to college and it didn't feel authentic to me, so I took a year off, and I did my teacher training during that year oh. before college. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so okay. that was my path. Like, yeah. looking back on it, I know that that is what was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I went through college, clinical psychology. I did not... I started out as a Spanish major. Were you teaching yoga while in college? Yes, all through college. All I taught at Marywood, I taught at the Wonderstone Gallery, okay. I taught at Yoga West, I taught at Mission, I taught a little bit of everywhere. Okay. Um, My co Alyssa, just told me yesterday that she took your class at the Wonderstone. Oh, no way. Yeah, like when you were first, right, it was your last class there before that you came so here. That is so funny. How about that? Synchronistic. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Um, yeah, so then after college, I kind of 
fell into this. There's a space in Hamlin. It's you your grandfather's yeah. building. And I never wanted to open my own studio. I love teaching like all over the place, mm-hmm. reaching all these different communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of happened. So I was supposed to go to uh, get my master's um, to become a clinical psychologist. Yeah. And I was on that path and I was going to do both at the same time. So I was going to open the yoga studio. And like at first it didn't seem like this was going to be a job, a career, something mm-hmm. that was going to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. It was like, I want to open a studio. But I also want a career in yeah. what I went to school for. Right. And yeah. I just spent four years studying this thing. I really should. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the next step in the in the way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as I got into the studio, I took a year off again from master's. Um, and then I remember the day that like the studio was doing so well and I had to decide because I was on a wait list. I was holding other people off from going to grad school. Um, And I had to call like the admin office at Marywood. And I was like, I retract my acceptance into this. I'm not coming. (laughs) Cancel my subscription. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, And the guy was like, are you sure? Like you would have to go through the whole interview process again, like Mm -hmm. all the tests, all the, and Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, I'm I'm sure. And I'm like shaking as I'm making this phone call. Um, and now I'm like, obviously that was the right sure, choice. Sure, but it could have really gone good. either way. It could have, yeah. It could have tanked. Right, it could have failed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm obviously it's. Thriving. It was. It was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, okay, well, that's good. Well, that answers a couple of my other questions because um, you've been doing yoga way longer than I thought. Not that I didn't think it was a long time, but I thought that you found this um, drive for it before or after college. Mm-mm-mm. So mm-hmm. that's that's really cool. Um, I've been to one of your classes at Yoga West. Yes, downtown. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And that was like my first yoga class ever. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. I remember loving it. Mm-hmm. But I also, like after that, I wasn't in the right place in my life where I was like, oh, yoga is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't need it then. Right. And I like, I stopped. You know, yeah. like I went to, I went with Stephanie mm-hmm. um, and I went to support you as a teacher. And that was great. And then I was just kind of, um, I didn't know what it meant mm-hmm. in my life yet. Yeah. So later on down the road is the stories that everyone heard before this that were recorded previously. So um, really fun, really fun, really fun. Okay. What led you to becoming a yoga teacher? We answered that. Um, going through... I guess being a student first and mm-hmm. then a teacher, mm-hmm. did you feel that you had a different outlook on yoga? Mm-hmm. Like, I do feel like everyone has a different style of teaching, mm-hmm. um, which is fine for a bunch of different groups of people. But I feel like there's a little bit more enlightenment in your in your teaching. There's a little bit more like depth in mm-hmm. the practice itself. I do. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I have been to one other yoga class that wasn't you teaching and that's where I'm getting that from but I don't remember (laughs) I don't remember it had to have been it was while I was in college Mm -hmm. so it was like a not Not, located here okay so it doesn't matter um but I also do feel still there's there's classes and promotions for yoga classes that are very I don't mean this rudely but like Mm ego-based like trendy or very like it's a fad to so go. So yoga and... is a trend. No. Currently yeah. in 20, mm-hmm. let's say 2020 until now, yeah. it has become this fad. Yeah. 
How does that make you feel? Awful. Awful. It's ruining yoga. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the people, you know, posting like beer yoga and... Well, and so people like America Mm -hmm. has already ruined yoga for... India, mm-hmm. you know, like we already took You're it an from them, of right? Their, yeah, their culture that they we like took it and made it this like mm-hmm. profitable mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. and it's really like a cultural. Um, it's not a religion, but it's based in like powerful religions over in India. Right. So it's kind of like we did it a disservice, mm-hmm. and we continue to do it a disservice mm-hmm. by doing beer yoga and goat yoga yes. and mimosa yoga, like. Stop drinking and doing yoga. It's Please, just, I'm begging everyone. Yeah, it's becoming a profitable yeah. thing, like you said. Like, yeah. Um, and although it does bring attention to the practice, you almost wonder, like, how you're not focused when you're there. It's not a self thing. It's not thing. yoga. It's, yeah. yeah I, I don't believe so. I saw something on the internet the other day that it is cultural appropriation to do beer yoga. And it is. It makes sense. I mean, it's it's... A disservice. Yeah. It's disrespectful yep. to the lineage of yoga that is mm-hmm. thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. Go and to I a mean, paint and sip. What? Go to a paint and sip. Go, and yeah, stop. that's super fun. Just stop doing. Go to a yoga class. Separate yourself from that yoga class. Drive somewhere else yep. with other people. Yep. And then have a beer. Yeah. Go after. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah. Um, okay. So that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, wait, I forget. Wait, your question was far removed from what we were just yep, talking about. Yep, that's going to happen because I can't even remember it now. What was I talking about? Um, what you felt like you could bring yoga, like if yours was a more enlightened oh, practice, like so, do you feel like you had a different outlook on what you were being taught as a teacher almost? Not yes. that it was like a disrespectful way, but do you feel like you, you took something and you're like, no, I, I want to preach this. I want to like give people this experience. So my teacher training was excellent. Okay. Um, my teachers were rooted in tradition and we learned Sanskrit. We learned, we learned all of the things that other yoga teacher trainings sometimes don't offer mm-hmm. unless you go to India mm-hmm. and take a teacher training with people who are so overqualified, you right. know? So around here in this area, like even in, like unless you go to Manhattan right. and it's someone that traveled from India or even California, like whatever, those people are getting good trainings. Mm-hmm. People in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to bash any trainings here, but like we are so far removed as Scrantonites right. from the strong lineage and tradition right. of yoga and what it's all about, like the yamas and niyamas and all of the books and mm-hmm. um, the Bhagavad Gita and all of the, the texts, mm-hmm. like ancient texts is what brought us yoga, you know? So if you're far removed and you have no idea what the Bhagavad Gita is as a yoga teacher, then go read it. Right. Stop educate, teaching, educate stop teaching yoga, go read that book yeah. and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see it. I mean, I, again, I haven't been to many yoga, other yoga studios. So this is my tried and true and I love it here. <laughs> so, um, I can't speak from experience, but I do feel like all of the, it, it's based on location. Yeah. Like being up here is mm-hmm. great because it's almost as if like you have to leave that behind. And I've mentioned this earlier in what I was talking about. Um, I have to drive 15. Well, when I started, I had to drive 15 to 20 miles out of my right. city to come reconnect with myself here. And that was the best, like the excuse of it's too far. Mm-hmm 
when I tell people to, to come here and I try to bring, you know, everyone this type of piece is, is that it's too far. My response is like, but do it once. Yeah. Do it once. And you'll realize like what a drive, like, if can you do for you. think about it though, like you drive an hour to go to your favorite winery or right. your favorite brewery. Like what is important to you? What's important drive to you? Drive a half an hour to go to yoga mm-hmm. once a week. Mm-hmm. Not once even. a month. Not Come even to, a half yeah. an hour. But I was, I was saying to whoever's listening already, but there was, I could walk out of my door and see everyone that I knew. Mm-hmm. And then I could drive 20 minutes and not know a single person right. for the first couple of months that I was doing it. And, and then I remove yourself right. from life. And I disconnected mm-hmm. to reconnect is mm-hmm. what I said. So, mm-hmm. and that was like enough to make me feel like I was doing something for myself mm-hmm. rather than walking outside of my door and going to one of the six yoga studios within 10 miles of me, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. and not that I didn't care for any of them. I had never even been to them, but it was almost as if I was doing something like different and totally for myself that I could um, then decompress back from going back to the city. Right. Driving back. Well, it's funny because I, when I took my teacher training, Mm -hmm. it was a transformation from student to teacher. Like I, I feel like I'm not like, I'm always a student, right? You're always a student. Life is always teaching you things. You're never truly enlightened. There's always things you don't know, but um, I like couldn't be a, a student anymore. Once I took my teacher training, you like, you just know you're on like the inside. I was talking to Courtney the other day. We were like reminiscing about mm-hmm. the very first yoga classes that we used to go to, like back in, I didn't know, like 2012, Yeah. like 2011, 2012, we used to go to yoga classes. We graduated in 2014. Yeah. yeah. So we were like 15. Yeah. Um, we had no idea what it was. It was like this, like you go into this dark room, you give a donation. Mm-hmm. It was like $5. Mm-hmm. Cool. You're in. Mm-hmm. Like you got nothing today. All good. All groovy. Like just go ahead. Oh, borrow a mat. Like it was so great. Um, you go into this dark room. There's candles. There's incense. There's a cool, cool music playing. You've never heard this before. You know, like there's all these people and they're all, they all have their eyes closed and they're all like moving and like sitting and thinking and you're 15 years old you got Mm -hmm. no idea what's going on in Mm -hmm. here like this could be dangerous like at this point yeah it's so new yeah so the vibes from that like memory of that time and we used to go on friday nights like (laughs) like when we were in high school we weren't party like we would yeah sure but we would go to yoga on friday nights like that was our thing yeah and that's like I feel like early enough in your life, people send your kids to dance class, sure, but also send them to a yoga class. Yeah. Like, as soon as they're old enough to not be disruptive in a room of adults, send them to a yoga class. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, I feel like it changed. It set me on this path Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be on if, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah. So you're a student for so long, right? And then that, like, nostalgia kind of goes away and, like, you know everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why my classes are so dynamic because I've taken so many yoga classes and I've taught so many yoga classes that like if I were to offer the same thing to my students every class, I feel like it would be a disservice. Yeah. Cuz you're still learning and yeah. you can still contribute. I think that that's really inspiring the fact that you hold on to that memory mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a core thing mm-hmm. to base all of I mean the ambiance in here off sure. of too. Like 
coming to a night class mm-hmm. is so great. Like, I love the morning classes, too, because mm-hmm. it's just the time of day. But the night classes, when you walk in here, is so... I don't even want to say relaxing, but because it's, like, very motivating mm-hmm. to want to do yoga in a space that looks like you do yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, like, the dimly lit room, and that's yeah. hard to do here with, like, the windows yeah. and stuff like that in the morning. But, like... But this is someone else's... Yeah. Like, in 10 years, this this space will be someone else's nostalgia of, right. like, the beginning of their yoga journey. Right. Because it truly is transformative, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Truly. And the fact that you remember that studio mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, so since we're talking about the building and the, the space itself, um, there's a lot to offer here. Mm-hmm. Not um, to get off the topic of, of yoga being the, the sole thing, but I, I think we can mention the other services that mm-hmm. are offered here. Because I think that it's, it's always been sort of um, a large space to fill. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're doing a really good job at it right now. Like it's like really thriving right now. It's happening. Um, so what are some of the other services that are here at SoulWorks? I will premise this with, I had a vision. Um, I was actually sitting at the gas station across from this building when there was a for sale sign on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh my God, I saw the space and I was like, that is where I want to put a yoga studio. But I don't want to just put a yoga studio. I want it to be this entire space of these collectively groovy people who do all these collective groovy things mm-hmm. and offer all these services in our town where you can't get any of these things. Right. It has to be there. And I called my mom and she's like, that building really thin, like that's where you, and I was like, yes, that is where it's going to be. It's happening. She's like, I'm glad you're motivated, but like, that's a big, that's a big thing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. And I, every night when I went to sleep, I was like, okay, holistic health center, healing, holistic you know, health center. holistic I health center. That. Like, wellness center mm-mm, holistic health center wow so that being said I have kind of manifested or like created space for people to approach me mm-hmm. I think the only time I advertised this space was when I set up the massage room and I was specifically looking for a massage therapist mm-hmm. um but you build it they will come mm-hmm. we had a Reiki practitioner um in the very very beginning but it was these people would walk into the building and be like hey what goes on back there? Like you have rooms and space back there and I'm like, absolutely do your thing. Like here's the key to the kingdom and do what you need to do, offer your services. And since then I don't advertise and people, they just come and like, Oh, I heard from somebody, this woman, actually our Reiki practitioner, um, before she, uh, said she went to a tarot card reader and she, read her cards and she said, you have this new endeavor happening for you in the future. And she's like, it looks like it's gonna be in a barn, a big red barn. And she's like, I can see that it's like a holistic health center. And she you're gonna, she said holistic health center. Wow. This woman, I'm like, I gotta go get my cards read yeah. by this lady. She knows some stuff. Um, she said, you're gonna, you're gonna do well there. She said the, the space itself, the holistic health center is going to flourish and you're going to be a part of it mm-hmm. to this, this woman. Um, and she, she didn't know what the woman was talking about. She had just moved here from, I think, Manhattan. Um, and she was driving through town one day, and she saw the building, and she's like, oh, my God, no way. And then she looked, and she's like, it's a yoga studio. Oh and then God. she came to a class, and then she saw all the space, and she was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I 
have to think, be a part of this. I think that I need to work here. Like, yeah. so that's kind of how all that started. Wow. Yeah. It was really, really amazing. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love that. So since then, um, we got a sauna, an infrared sauna. Yeah. This is a dry sauna. I explain it like kind of like sitting on the beach okay. in the sun. Mm-hmm. It's like a crisp 80 degrees and then it gets warmer and warmer and warmer. It's amazing. Um, so this is not a steam sauna. This is infrared. Dry. Yeah. Light. Okay. It's like the sunshine. Okay. You're just in a box of sunshine. Mm-hmm. That's a box the way to put it. Yeah. Um, we've had two massage therapists. We have one that remains. Um, we have a mental health counselor here, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine. She's amazing. And we had a meditation room for a really, really long time. And we've done some construction, which led us to deconstructing the meditation mm-hmm. room. But we may or may not reconstruct it. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite place it to was, sit. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, that's a, that's all so great, and uh, I still am such a horrible person because I have yet to use the sauna, and I'm, oh my gosh. I might just what do that when we're done. Yeah, I think you should. I think we should just, I should just, you can go to Marcus's and I'll be, okay. yeah, okay. I'll be in the sauna. Um, okay, so back to our yoga practice. So I gave them a full rundown of like my first class, mm-hmm. um, more so just a background of my emotion, where I was at in life, and why I was ready to start doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that my connection to the class, my my only upper hand, which really was just knowing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, you and I were not even that close. Like, no, yeah. I, we had spent, I guess, most of the summer together, mm-hmm. but that was the first summer that we had ever really connected. Um, my childhood best friend is your cousin. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the four of us that just connected and uh that was a really powerful thing for me that summer Mm -hmm. and it was super important so when I gave yoga a try I think it was knowing you that made me comfortable with it Mm -hmm. which is for a lot of people like it's sometimes you need that sometimes you just need one connection like even if it's for for Laura it was me coming here Mm -hmm. you know so it was like um just a driving force towards Mm -hmm. here for me so it was a wonderful class and I still remember it I, th- I don't remember many of the mm-hmm. classes like they don't stick out to me but like that my first one was definitely one because I realized um by the end of it that it was something that I wanted to keep doing so mm-hmm. it was that moment in my life that I was like okay yoga's for me versus it, going yeah. years before mm-hmm. and just going one and done so if you've tried yoga and you say that you don't like it or it wasn't for you try it again because now might Take be a the different time teacher, in your life go to a different studio yeah, yeah. yep Um, Okay, so I want to kind of talk about the mind-body connection um, and the fact that from start to finish of going to a class, um, I felt very emotional, um, Mm -hmm. a release of emotion Mm -hmm. by the end of class. And it was a lot of what was going on in my life, but I, I mentioned before that it was the type of crying that I did at the end of class felt way different than the type of crying that I was doing before the class. Yeah, so, in the car on the way there. Yeah, yeah it, it really felt sort of um, progressive in my life. Like, it was, it was like those tears meant a step in the right direction. They were very healing, mm-hmm. and they weren't scary. They mm-hmm. weren't sad tears. They were like a release, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that can be really scary for some people, and I think that yoga pushes it out of you whether you like it or not Mm -hmm. so um the first class can be intimidating in a lot of ways but emotionally for sure what is something that you would um 
I guess a little bit of advice for that being a scary part of it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So I say to Tim all the time, he, every time I get home from yoga, he's like, how was class? I'm like, oh, it was good. Three people were crying during Shavasana. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, <laughs> that was good. Is that good? Like, and I'm like, yes, it's fantastic. So we do so little in our lives to like actually nourish our souls like mm-hmm. so that's why I call it soul works right mm-hmm. and that kind of turns some people off like whatever mm-hmm. it could be like maybe interpreted as like a religion type thing but it's really just the fact that we consume mm-hmm. all we do as Americans is consume we do so little to nourish specifically the part of us that like we can't tangibly describe or touch or right. like define um and I feel like we're so removed from all of the things that is paired with yoga, like pure food, pure living. So that's like the mind, body, soul connection, nature, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess as soon as you step into a yoga class, you take your first class. Um, I can say, that. so Amanda. Okay, yeah. When she came we'll to her first her. class, I don't think she knew what to expect, right? A lot of people have no idea. Yeah. They're far removed from mm-hmm. the soul nourishing, right? Mm-hmm. So you get here and... I think her words were, Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong. She said, um, that whole class was a trip. Like, I went on a trip. It's such a very her thing to say. Right? And I thought it was (laughs) so cool. But you know what she means. Yeah. Yeah. And she got it. The first class, I could see it. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people are turned off by the physical aspect of yoga, which kind of creates your own barrier because that isn't even what it's about. Right. So then once you get past, like, all the physical stuff, you get to go on that trip. Mm Mm-hmm. And that trip is scary. It's uncomfortable. It's frightening sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it brings us back to being alone with yourself. Yeah. That whole thing of like, you're, you're like, I don't want to say forced, but like, you're allowing yourself to be alone with your own mind right. in a room full of people. Well, and, and you, that's scary. Yeah, especially the other people thing. Like yeah. sometimes in class IQ, close your eyes, imagine you're the only person in the room. Mm-hmm. This whole class is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is. That's the thing. It's that's why all you're here. for you. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like we rarely observe the process of life. So you get to your mat we start in a whatever comfortable position mm-hmm. and you close your eyes and you know you just start to observe mm-hmm. and whether it's an observation of the day that you just had if it was shitty mm-hmm. can we curse on this yeah, yeah. okay we can curse <laughs> Go for um it. so day shitty you yeah. get to come to class and you immediately feel removed mm-hmm. from that shittiness mm-hmm. you get to come into your own space there's you don't there's nothing that you can do except listen and do what i'm telling you to do right. and we don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. And people used to do it all the time. Or they say that they're going to do it. And, or I can do that in my bedroom. I can right. do that at my house. You, you could don't. if you laid out a mat at your yeah. house or you just or you physically mm-hmm. made that environment for yourself. But any, but, and any aspect of, of turning off mm-hmm. and tuning in mm-hmm. is I think, good. I, but I think that it's really helpful to do it at a, at a neutral mm-hmm. um location Mm -hmm. and not making your home and your chaotic place try to be Mm -hmm. that neutral place I think it's really helpful to have a place to go and remove yourself from okay now I can hear the tv in the Mm -hmm. other room or or there's a kid knocking at my door and I have to stop all over yeah that's not real it's meditation right. right so being in a neutral space really helps with that but okay yes go on um I feel like yoga is such a niche thing to be able to provide 
all the things that you need mm -hmm. to nourish the soul, right? So it provides the physical aspect. So you're getting a workout. Great. Awesome. Let if that go. What, yeah. yeah. If that's what you're here to do and that's your goal, then fantastic. Good for you. You're going to benefit in the other ways. Yeah. You just don't know it. Right. You're not, once you're you not connect. Awoken. You're not enlightened. Enlightened. Yeah. Is awoken um, a word? Awoken. Woke. 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 Um, I think yoga simplifies the thoughts in the mind immediately. As soon as you sit on your mat, you close your eyes and you take a deep breath. How often, like, let's say our men, like Matt and Tim, mm -hmm. how often do they sit down, close their eyes and take a deep breath? Never. never. I can say confidently that they've <laughs> never done that. Never. Like, and there's so many people in the world that don't do that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I want them all right now Me too. to sit down and take a deep breath Me with their too. eyes closed. Yep. It's not like you don't have to come to yoga if you feel weak and want to strengthen. I feel like that's a lot of like, I don't have anything to work on, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to go. Idiot. Like mentally, <laughs> idiot. Idiot. No, like, like mentally or physically? Both. Yeah. Like mostly mentally, I guess. Like I, I, Matt and I had a conversation the other night and I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for talking about this, but I will anyway. And when we were out on our porch, um, I brought up the things that I was working on in therapy mm -hmm. and it turned, it snowballed mm -hmm. into a conversation mm -hmm. of, I feel, he says, I feel that you feel greater than, or you're trying to push therapy on me by showing me what's going on, like with you and your therapist, with your, and I, so I said to him, right. But I said to him, thank you for telling me that because mm -hmm. that's not my intention. Mm -hmm. My intention with my quote unquote therapy is to take you along with me so that I know that I'm growing mm -hmm. like I, I get to share things with you that I'm doing because that's my way of like talking it into existence mm -hmm. and like being able to like progress mm -hmm. with myself mm -hmm. I was like I would never force you to go um I said and he said there are different ways for people to connect and and be with you know I guess themselves. Yeah, like there's for different Tim, forms it's going of to therapy. the gym. Yeah, there you go. He's like, I get like a euphoric mm -hmm. release mm -hmm. of stress and tension. I get to go to the gym. I work through my shit. Yeah, and he feels great after. Yeah. And we've had that conversation too. Like that's his yoga. Yeah, it doesn't matter what like we all. There's different gurus right. in the world, right. and we all like every day we have a different teacher and right. sometimes it's traffic mm -hmm. you know other times it's like a frustration with a coworker, mm -hmm. and like his way to release the frustrations is to go to the gym yeah and, and I, he gets the same like result right right he's in his head Mentally space clear, he's, kind yeah. of when he's yeah. done and i think that um yoga for me goes hand in hand with therapy mm -hmm. i think that this is my active state of therapy sure. i think that when i'm in with my therapist i'm like okay cool like I'll work on that. Mm -hmm. And then this is my place to actually come and mentally work on, work on your it. Stuff, right. Because like I said, I can't do that at home. Like I can, I can implement actions into my life and mm -hmm. my daily routine to help me out. But I think reflecting is a really important part of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to sit on my bed while the TV is on or off and I can hear other things. Right. I need, I need a neutral space. That's my point. Right. Um, I have, an anecdote. Okay. So talking about crying during yoga, mm -hmm. there was a student this morning in class, mm -hmm. came in flustered, sat on her mat, like quietly. I think I was the only one that noticed. Okay. Really upset. Mm -hmm. 
like really genuinely tears falling kind of like in the corner wishing that the lights are off you know going through whatever it may be and when we started seated today and she was physically rocking back and forth like trying not to cry like soothing a little bit of her Mm -hmm. her over yeah Yeah. literally so I immediately tune in and I'm like my words are speaking directly to her Mm -hmm. and she knows it and she feels it and we're we did that light meditation this morning okay um that same one uh, it was very similar yeah Yeah. okay cool we went a little more yogic in depth but um I watched her specifically because my goal was to calm her down Mm -hmm. so that she could enjoy her practice Mm -hmm. I watched her like her face was no longer red at the end of the meditation. She was done crying. She stopped rocking. Like she was like physically soothed wow. by just being on her mat, closing her eyes. And it has nothing to do with me. Right. It's the offering and it's how she processed that in Received her own mind. all of your words. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, how many people out in the world that don't have yoga can talk themselves out of that right. panic sadness. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Like, if you're having a panic mode, mm-hmm. like, reaction to something, yeah. find a yoga class. Yeah. It's the best time for you to go to yoga. Yeah. And I think, too, like, with that being said, some of the best therapy sessions that I have are the ones that I don't feel like going to. The ones that mm-hmm. are, I'm mm-hmm. like, everything's fine in my life right now. I have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because then guess what? You're, you dig you're paying for that hour. You're mm-hmm. going to find something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and that's when you start to like really analyze things because it's not at the front of your brain ready to talk about. Mm-hmm. You didn't prepare notes for this session because everything was great. Right. So talk about the good things. Mm-hmm. Come and be so happy to mm-hmm. your energy of positivity and happiness is going to radiate onto the people left and right and front and back of you. That's in that the thing. Class. A lot of people start their yoga practice um, sober, mm. freshly sober, mm-hmm. um, in a distressed emotional state um right after a breakup you know whatever it may be mm-hmm. you start your yoga practice you're drawn to yoga because you don't know what the fuck else to do yes. you go to a yoga class and you're like holy shit like this is this is it this is, nice. this is it <laughs> yeah and like if you don't feel that you're yeah. going to the wrong it, it's not the teacher for you go right. to another one go because to another teacher i guarantee mm-hmm. I truly haven't, I've met one person, one yoga student that said, I don't like yoga. Okay. One. And she, since then, since she vocalized that to me, has been a monthly member for three years. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. What what was your response? The first time she walked in, she's like, I don't like yoga, but I... So this was before class. She was like, I don't like yoga, but I'm here. My friend drug me here and I am running a marathon. What a sweet thing of her to say. It's a great thing to and start I was your like, class off with. Oh, okay. Um, that is a goal. <laughs> that is something I need Challenge to change. Challenge accepted. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, since then, she's been a monthly member. Wow. Loves, like, I can see on her face yeah. that she is a Dedicated. spiritual. Yeah. She gets it. She's meditating. She's healing. Yeah, all the things. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. I think that's a good segue into asking the question of, being a teacher mm-hmm. and sitting in class and you feel that energy coming off of people mm-hmm. and there's there's like it's almost a distraction sure so what in class like what can I do better as a student mm-hmm. to bring to class like what what should mm-hmm. I do what are the do's and don'ts of a student in mm-hmm. yoga okay so like superficially yeah don't fucking bring your apple watch <laughs> to class leave that shit home leave that shit home 
Um, leave your phone in your car. Okay. Like, not even like back by your shoot. Like, leave it in your take car. Take me back to the nostalgic days yeah. of going to prana yoga mm-hmm. when. You have to tell your mom that you're there and what time you'll be done. Yeah. You'll be done so she's you waiting outside. You would bring your phone into yeah. that sacred space. Yeah. If there's more than seven candles lit in a room, don't bring your phone in. Don't That bring is your phone a rule. In. Wow. Um, so the Apple Watch thing so is distracting as like I a... have actually thought to purchase mm-hmm. and market Apple Watch covers with a Soulwork sticker on the top of it. Hmm. If your argument is that you want to... Please, nobody track find that your... out there. Don't take my idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to track your heart rate and your, you know, calories that you burn, yada, yada, whatever. Sure. I want to put a little cap over a requirement because mm-hmm. I see people in a Warrior One check their Apple Watch because it, but I, I don't have an Apple Watch. I got no yeah. idea what goes on on Apple Watches, yeah. but it, it's like a new age of yoga. Yeah. And I can't fathom. I think, so, okay. I have an Apple Watch and it's on me right now. Mm-hmm. I want to just say this. I wear mine, I put it on every morning. And mm-hmm. when I forget it, it's kind of like, oops, I left my phone at home. Mm-hmm. So like it, I agree that it's like consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's helpful in day to day. It has really no place in yoga. Mm-hmm. Like I, for me, like I used to, as, at the start of classes, I would turn on, oh God. I would turn on, okay, I'm doing a yoga class. So I would like start a workout Mm. on my watch. And then I would put my watch on do not disturb, Mm -hmm. which also turns my phone on do not disturb. So like I was okay with Mm -hmm. that part of it. But having it on my wrist is tempting yeah. to just kind of like the thing. If you, click up and look at the time or something like that. If it takes up any corner in your mind mm-hmm. to like, oh, I wonder what's going Like, mm-hmm. because you have the watch on your hand, yeah. you think, oh, I wonder if I have any notifications or if I have any Snapchats. Like, even yeah. even if you don't look at them, it's still or taking I up space in your mind. Or I texted someone before class. I wonder if they answered already. Right. And right. like, and I have no trouble taking it off. It's almost as if it's part of my wrist that I just don't take right. it off. So like, that's, I got to be mindful of that. And, and it is a distraction to the te- it's insulting to the teacher so, if you are literally lifting up your hand and checking your watch in, in my class. mind i'm like are, am i boring you right. like are you looking at the time right. and like is you said, this sacred place yeah. respect that i ashtanga teachers mm-hmm. ashtanga yoga is like a different lineage of yoga um, they say to practice fake it shave your oh. head shave your head okay. and practice naked that is the best way to practice yoga Wow. No distractions. No distractions. Not an no clothes, itch in sight. No rings that you have to move to mm-hmm. take a bind. Mm-hmm. No hair that you have stuck behind your ear. No sweatshirts or socks to put on during Shavasana. Naked, bald, we should alone try in that. a room. We should try it. Bald yeah, caps. We'll just get bald caps. We could do that. <laughs> we could do that one day. We'll switch Monday Sensory nights. deprivation yeah. yoga. I've always wanted to do that. That's, that's fascinating. Um, okay, so that's one distraction. Um... Yeah, I think the phones being left in the car is such a good idea because even sometimes, even sometimes, like you forget to turn it off mm-hmm. and it goes off in class, mm-hmm. and that's super distracting. What I can say is that the bliss, the the true bliss that mm-hmm. I felt going to yoga, nostalgic back in the day. Yeah, I always go back to that. Yeah. Um, leaving your phone in the car, going into yoga, having absolutely no idea what time it is, is the best place to be in your mind. Cool. You don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You don't know how long it's been. Yeah. You're in the middle of your practice. And, like, you kind of have an idea. You're like, all right, I feel like pigeon pose is coming soon. Like, yeah. we're nearing the end. You have no idea what time it is. Mm-hmm. You have no Like, the world could be. 
Okay, sorry, we cut out. Um, we were talking about leaving your phone in the car to not know what time it is. Mm-hmm. So that's super important because we are trying to connect with ourselves, yes. and it's hard to do that when someone's phone is going off. Rule of thumb. Um, it is challenging, though. So, like, if someone uh, leaves their phone on and it goes off in class, you're kind of challenging yourself to, okay, d- you know, distract from the distraction and do you keep that your one focus. Time? Were you here for that? Mm-hmm. That was hysterical. It was for it was 10 a rap song. minutes. It wouldn't stop. It was an alarm. Oh, no, I wasn't here for that one. I was here for um, the one that just kept going off and, like, you had to say, if that's, if that's phone, your phone, please, please go, go turn, turn it, it off. off. Yeah, it was awful for yeah. everyone. Yeah, um, so, so a way to not let that happen, don't bring your phone in. Just you don't, don't bring it, it in. People, I've seen people bring their phone. I need to start hanging signs. I they do it. I was guilty of it, too. Mat. Because I, I know, and it was, like, it, it's so... It doesn't register in my mind because I'm not a person that checks it during mm-hmm. class. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I'll throw it over there. Right. If you want um, to take a picture before class, right, whatever, I get Right. That. And I was like, on, but, like, I do try to make it a point for myself most of the time. It's like, when I'm on my mat, I'm not on my phone. Like, mm-hmm. that's a place where I don't bring my phone. Right. Um, so, but I'm guilty of it and I suck. But anyway, um, one, of the, one of the things that... Uh, I asked, my mom's been going to yoga classes mm-hmm. as well. Um, her friend is an instructor now. She just got her nice. teacher's um, training. training. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been going to support her down by our house, and, or her house. And uh, she says that the only reason that she keeps going is because for one hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, she doesn't have her phone Mm, mm -hmm. she doesn't have anyone saying i need this can Mm. you get this and she um has a busy life she's always needed she's a very like people pleasing type of woman and she is probably the most reliable person in my life but for that one hour on friday nights i can't get to her and it's okay like i'm (laughs) and i'm an adult and i will figure it out and everyone Mm -hmm. else in her life will figure it out Mm -hmm. for one hour without her so as much as you feel that you are an entity in someone's life for one hour they don't need you i cue that a lot um if you could strip away like your titles Mm -hmm. like let go of being a mom yeah for now let go of your name your occupation like once you take away what you do for a living what i was making sure your light was still on okay i'm paranoid now because mine just died um once you strip away all of like the material ego layers of being a human that lives in society what's left right what's what's the layer underneath who are you yeah yeah i like that yeah i like that A, a lot of so a lot of people are scared to come to yoga because of their physical self. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is I'm not young enough to come or I'm not thin enough I'm or I'm not flexible enough. enough. Mm, my Garbage. Um, it's, and I want to say there are reasons not to come, but they are 110% excuses. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who had that excuse my favorite thing to say to someone who says, I'm not flexible enough for yoga, I say, um, like, saying you're not flexible enough for yoga is like saying you're too dirty to take a bath. Yeah. That's the literal whole point. Yeah. And you're not, you don't have, there's no prerequisites mm-hmm, to do yoga. Mm-hmm. And I think except that Except to have a body. Yeah. That's it. And you, everyone starts somewhere and you want, like, like, I think Alyssa, who I work with, made this analogy yesterday. Um, 
you don't go to the gym. And if it wasn't Alyssa, I'm sorry for whoever told me. If you, you don't go to the gym and expect to be able to lift 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. You go to the gym and you start with 10 pounds and then 15 and 20 mm-hmm. and 25. And then eventually you can right. lift 100 pounds. That's a good way to it's, put it. it's something in a personal story that I shared with them is when I first started coming to yoga, I couldn't touch my toes. Mm-hmm. And I remember the fucking class mm-hmm. that I could touch my toes. And oh, that was such yeah. a personal victory to mm-hmm. me. And, and I said, I was like, look at me. Like, you I looking at me, you yeah. would say, she can touch her toes. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Two years ago, I couldn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I, was, I wasn't flexible enough either. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your physical self because mm-hmm. you, you set up your boundaries in your own body mm-hmm. when you're doing yoga. If mm-hmm. I can touch my toes and you're doing splits in the air in front of me, I can't do that. But guess what? I'm doing what I can to then reach that goal one day because I'm so stretching many... and stretching and stretching. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've had so many people, up. like... I've seen your Instagram. I'm not coming to your classes. I've been practicing yoga for 12 years. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I'm going, you know, like. And you're not asking that of people. Absolutely not. We don't, we don't do headstands in class unless you. Unless you want to. Yeah. And like a lot of it is like towards the end of class. Say if we have a small class Mm -hmm. and you know everyone in Mm -hmm. class. It's almost like. Let's try something fun. Yeah. You kind of break it down and you change the energy in the yeah. room to be like, it's okay if you can't do this. It's just something fun I want to throw in. Yeah. And then maybe by the next class, you'll be able to do it. Yeah, like, it's a motivation. Yeah. Like you go home and you feel motivated. Like, oh, that's I tried that pose. Mm-hmm. I remember what pose it was mm-hmm. for you. It was, it was baby grasshopper. Yeah. Oh, was it grasshopper or baby grasshopper? grasshopper? I, I thought it was baby. I don't remember. Well, there's flying grasshopper and was grasshopper. It? Oh, flying yes. grasshopper. Okay, so, yeah, and I couldn't, I was, like, falling out of it yeah. during class. And I remember at work in between clients, mm. I was taking my shoes off, and I was doing it, and I sent you a picture. I was like, I can do it yeah, now. Yeah, but see how awesome that is? Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't do that. Like, you wouldn't take that yeah. moment for you yeah. and, like, do something with your body. And, like, also, like, you're not going to say at the beginning of class, like, hey, we're going to do this pose that no one can do. Because then... At Leave the, if you can. Right. Like, yeah. and... Then for me, at least at the beginning of class, I'm like only thinking about that one pose Mm -hmm. that everyone's going to be tried Mm -hmm. to do. And you just throw it in there every now and then. And it's like a fun, but like I said, you change the energy. So it's, it's towards the end of class and it's just like a cool, and you're like, okay, fall out of it and come back and just, you know what I mean? Like it's fun. Right. Um, And everyone is on the same page and you get to see and be happy for other people that can do it. You're like, oh my God, that's so cool. Or how did you do that? You know? I remember one class maybe a year ago my grandmother mm-hmm. 81 years old she comes to yoga very often um she 81 year olds are coming to yoga 81 you can year olds are coming to yoga yeah she, five days a week not to mention mm. um she did a crow pose wow she did a crow pose and you know she's one of those people that like she likes to feed her ego yeah in yoga like it's it's so rewarding for her physically like she can't even help it like yeah so and I don't like to feed into that because mm-hmm. it's not about the ego. It's not mm-hmm. about the body. But in that moment, I literally stopped. I was like, everybody stop what you're doing. Look <laughs> at my grandmother. She is balancing in a crow pose on her arm. She's 80 She deserves old. that. She Everyone deserves that clapping. recognition. It was fantastic. Yeah, so, like, that's really great. But she worked so hard for that moment. Mm-hmm. She came to yoga five days a week mm-hmm. for two years to get that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, she put the work in. Yeah. Um, and like say, I said, those little, like, personal victories yeah. of being able to do what you do now and couldn't do before Mm -hmm. like that's to me what it's about like where I get to come and work at something for myself Mm -hmm. like fun things like I I'm gonna do that and I think that for a lot of people it's just 
it's too intimidating in the sense of like I'm too fat, I'm too old. Mm-hmm. Do what you can and work yeah. at your little personal victories. You don't have to do what I'm doing. I'm doing this for me because I couldn't two years ago, but you don't know that. If you're looking at other people in the room, you're doing it wrong. For any reason other than guidance because you didn't hear a cue, mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not has absolutely nothing to do with anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of um I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's it hasn't it just really has nothing to do with your age, your weight, your you know flexibility at all. And those are common things that I think, as an instructor and as a student who's been going for two years, and like all of our friends, we just want to like shake that person mm-hmm. and be like, "You can do it! Yeah. Like you can come and do whatever mm-hmm. you can." Mm-hmm. I talk about meeting your edge um, mm-hmm. in the the part that I already recorded and it was it's just something that like you have to kind of remember like if you feel like it's hurting or you can't do mm-hmm. it then stop like stay yeah. there yeah there's so many modifications for yoga it's so accessible it's so like uh, when I did um I did CrossFit for like two minutes mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> I went to like I think three classes or something with my boss and it was fun it was cool but it's dangerous and it was mm. like don't, don't get me started with CrossFit. don't do what you can't do I but, go on rants CrossFit and hot yoga rants mm-hmm. if you want to hear bad <laughs> things about the ask me about them yeah. Do not like. Yeah. It's it's not good. it's really bad for the body. Bad for it's really bad for you and like me hot yoga is bad. Um also we're starting a new hot right and I was I was just about to say every every uh class in the summer is hot yoga because yes. if you're right by that heater you're oh, going to die. It's so sweet. You're going to die. Um but find find a a studio that's that you're comfortable mm-hmm. with. Like mm-hmm. it's all like just tr- keep trying. You'll know when keep you walk trying. into the space, mm-hmm. you'll know mm-hmm. that it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love yoga. Oh, I actually have a, an anecdote. Um, okay, yes, yes, yes. For people who think yoga is, you know, not for them. Okay. Okay, so it's from the book Soul to Soul. Okay. It's by John Moondahl. And it's called The Man with the Funny Yoga Mat. Okay, let's hear it. All right. Once a man came to my yoga class. The first day he walked up to me and said, I need exercise. Will I get that here? Yes, I said, yoga is exercise. He was blunt and direct and walked away. I watched him spread his yoga mat out, but I could see that his mat wouldn't lie flat. The edges were curled up. The next week, he came up to me and said, I'm sleeping better, but I don't want to give up ice cream. That's fine, I said. (laughs) He walked away, and I watched him spread out his yoga mat, and the edges were still curled up. I could see that his mat was trying to lie flat. The next week, he came to class, but he was quiet. He only spoke to me after class. What is this, anyway? (laughs) What is what, I asked. Yoga. It's whatever you want it to be, I said. He was puzzled but curious, and I watched him walk out the door, yoga mat under his arm. The next week he came and said this, I'm losing some of this, and he shook his belly a little bit. (laughs) I laughed, and he laughed for the first time. That's good, I said. He spread out his yoga mat, and I could see the edges were starting to lie flat. On the last day of class, he came up to me with a soft face. There was a beautiful sunset last night. Did you see it? Yes, I said, I saw it. And then he walked away to a quiet corner of the classroom and spread out his yoga mat, and the edges were lying flat. Wow. Sweet, right? Yes. Love that. So yeah, you go through this journey and at first it starts out as this physical thing. Like I want to exercise. I want to do something good for my body. I hear yoga is good. It's bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, I'm like starting to feel good in my yeah. body. I don't want to give up other things. And then like, 
it's you're just shedding the layers. You're mm-hmm. letting go of all these things mm-hmm. that no longer serve you. And then eventually, like he got it. He yeah. saw the sunset. Like that's so amazing. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. I like that a lot. Um, a lot of you start a lot of classes with readings. I do, and I love that. Yes, and it, it's because it, you're warming up, mm-hmm. like you're mentally warming up, right. just as you would stretch to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You are mentally warming up for the hour ahead or the forty-five minutes, whatever it may be. So I mentioned that my training was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we focused a whole section of our training on Dharma talks. Okay. And it's kind of like theming your yoga class in a spiritual and like wholesome way. Mm-hmm. So. It could be anything from breath to meditation to ego to maybe the Bhagavad Gita, like a reading from the book. Yeah. Um, so I've, in my years of teaching, I think it's, I think it's coming up on eight years. Okay. Maybe seven. I don't know. Um, I've gotten all these amazing books. Students have gifted me books. Um, this book is actually a gift from one of my students. Cool. Um, it's such a fun way to make yoga like about what it's about yeah right so to bring that enlightenment that you learn Mm -hmm. into your class Mm -hmm. I think there's so many good texts out there yeah and like I said in the beginning um yoga was gifted to us like through text through text yeah through ancient knowledge Mm -hmm. so I like to yeah stay authentic in that yeah yeah I'm a person that believes in signs believes in you know certain things so some of the readings that you and just because I know you doesn't mean I know what the class is going to be like Mm -hmm. you know and we almost never know it's just it's your it's you know what I mean like you're offering it so I come in blind to class every Monday and some of the readings that you pull up and you're like I'm just going to start with this today because this is what I feel like starting with today like you don't run it by us before class so I usually have it picked out before I even know who's coming to class well there you go and that and it's it speaks to people so personally sometimes Mm -hmm. and like even if you even if it's not something that's going on with um your personal life right now like you can always relate it to something in your life and always connect to it um that story specifically I think it's excuse me I think it's important to bring up that consistency is is really important in your journey and in your practice. I think that it's, like I said, like I went to a class one time and then I was like, it's not for me. But if you try again Mm -hmm. and then you try again Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, it's it's pushing yourself Mm -hmm. and it's sticking to your practice because you're doing it for you and being consistent with it is then you're going to see results right. yoga is not a one-time fix a quick fix mm-hmm. like it's if you, you if you want to put in yourself. the work mm-hmm. you're going to get the mm-hmm. most out of it mm-hmm. kind of thing it um, was really funny courtney the other day in class yeah i i was about to call something and in my mind i already knew where we were going mm-hmm. courtney did it before i said it she does and that I, and i'm like She's been to so many of my classes, and you know me, yeah. I do not teach the same yoga class. No. Ever. Ever. I've it's never been different. like, oh, this is familiar. Never. Um, so she might be the only person that, like, telepathically is still in, yeah. like, she, like, yeah. unconsciously knows where we're yeah. going, which might be good. Like, she wasn't in her mind. She didn't even have to think. She just did it. Yeah. And that was funny, too, because I remember when I first started coming Monday nights, I used to come Wednesday nights. It was slow flow. Mm-hmm. And um, I would... <laughs> I would come only because Courtney wasn't in that class. Not to not see some people go because because Courtney's in that class. Yes. So like I was. Oops. I was. um, 
I just wanted to be the only one there. I didn't want any friendship mm-hmm. distraction. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be there because I knew I had shit to work mm-hmm. on. And um, yeah, go to yoga by yourself. Go to go by yourself. That was my biggest. It's so comforting to take someone to class with you and grab a friend and go. You're going to a new place. You don't know where to park. You don't know what the hell's going to happen on the inside. Figure it out. You're, you have to take your shoes off and your socks. Excuse me. <laughs> um, do it by yourself. Like, we have a friend that goes to the movies by herself all the time. I, and I'm like, I could never do that. Like, I want to go and enjoy yeah. it with someone. Yeah. But she makes such a good point, And, like, that's her alone time. Mm-hmm. Come to yoga by yourself Mm -hmm. it's it's something that is so far out of your comfort zone it's like an immediate healing yeah you know yeah it's something that your body isn't used to and it almost like shocks you into that healing journey yeah and once you start coming I feel like I've been coming for a while now but even on Monday nights like I never recognize when people are new to class Mm -hmm. because like there are the regulars that come Mm -hmm. their scheduled nights I mean you would recognize but like I as another student am not like oh she's new yeah not that I would ever but like even if that's in your if that's your mindset Mm -hmm. and you're like they're just gonna know that I have never done this before sit in the back if you want to sit in the back sit in the back I don't care. Like, well, it's really funny to me because you go in the back and then we immediately get into a downward facing dog and everyone's, everyone's looking, looking at you. you. There's no like safe space, no, but like it's it all matter. safe. Like you just can't you can't think about stuff like that, and it's so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Like with people who who do have trouble mm-hmm. strengthening their mind in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but all we can keep doing is being like, it is just come yeah it is comfortable you're gonna yeah you're gonna benefit from it a friend of mine told me a story the other day she's been a yoga teacher for a really long time um she's so many trainings up her sleeve and she is in the schools and um she works with kids with emotional distress and Mm -hmm. she told me a story the other day of of a kid that was having um a meltdown Mm -hmm. outburst um don't even know what it was doesn't really matter the school he was being so disruptive like not even in class, but, like, in the halls. Yeah. Some, they had to put him in a room. Yeah. And, like, separate him because he was being so disruptive. And close the door. Like, he was in there by himself, like, just going through it. Jeez. And, like, the administrators have all these people to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, one person for emotions. One person is a counselor. One right. person, you know. Um, and they all went in one by one. And he would just scream and kick and cry. And then Kelly, like, heard commotion going on down. And she... She walked down, and she's like, hmm, what's going on? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, this is happening. And she's like, could I just, like, for a second, like, try? And we're like, we've tried everything, please. Yeah, yeah. good luck. Yeah. And she walked in the room, and she kind of just, like, sat up against the wall. And he knows her. He's in her class. Okay. Um, and she's like, hey, bud, like, I don't know what's going on, but I just wanted to see if you wanted to, like, do some movements. Like, we could just kind of flow a little bit, yeah. do some yoga. And he stopped, and he, like, wiped his tears. He didn't say anything. He was just like, okay. Yeah. And they did some sun salutations, and oh. they breathed together. Back to class. Back to class. Like, he, he It's so powerful. It's so powerful. I told um, someone else that story the other day, and just cried, like, tears. Yeah. It's so emotionally powerful. Yep. For a kid that doesn't even understand what's happening in his body or his emotions. Like like, you said before, as soon as, you know, that's really good to implement at home. mm -hmm. And as soon as, you know, behavioral issues aside, if as soon as they're okay to Mm -hmm. not disrupt an adult class, like send them Mm -hmm. or go with them, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, 
I know there's been like kid yoga here a few times. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I, I feel like more um, schools mm-hmm. should kind of implement that into gym. Like, so Kelly from Yoga West is actually like doing that. Okay, like, good. Every school yeah. in the area, she's like totally yeah. in it. And she loves it so much so that that's what she's doing for a full-time job right Good. now. Good. She's hired people to help her do that's it. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's it's such like a dismissed outlet for yeah. people. Like I just feel like they're like, they're not going to understand. Well, so it's what? also sometimes associated with religion, mm-hmm. with Hinduism or Buddhism. Right. So it's um, not always welcome in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. Some people, you know, there's deities. Mm. There's, I actually used to teach at a yoga studio and someone took it over and, uh, the Ganesha that hangs in our studio on yeah. the wall was in that studio, and this woman was um, a Catholic yeah. yoga teacher. Sure, I right. you know. Mix it up. Um, <laughs> she was really offended by the deities in the studio. Yeah. She had thrown, she's like, I'm going to throw Ganesha or whatever it's called in the dumpster. You're so kidding. If anybody wants it, I was, it's like, um, I'll take it. Oh my God. Put it, okay. I don't think it was my Dodge Neon because that was the car that I had around that time. I would think it, it even when fit? I first, I don't think it would fit. <laughs> so I think I had my, my RAV4 yeah. um, stuffed it in the car, wow. saved it. And it was the we hung that on the wall at the yoga studio yeah. before the floors were even finished. That's awesome. It was the first thing that went. So like people walk in and they see Ganesh and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I've actually had a student approach my desk before class and she... Had a cross necklace on. I think I even knew her like last name as someone that I went to school with. Yeah. And she, like real quietly, she's like, "Hi, um, I'm a born again Christian. Is that going to be an issue for us here?" At least she asked you and wasn't like tearing you apart. But like, like, no, all are welcome. Also, you can sit and pray. Yeah. It it is a prayer. Like you can sit. Yeah. I have a friend that comes to class who, you know, is super religious in that manner. And she comes and she prays instead of meditates. Like, it is whatever it needs to be for everyone. But I was like, those are the people that, like, I'm scared of because they think that I'm doing, like, witchcraft up here. Right. Like, I... But ignorance. Yeah. And it's so offensive. Like, like, educate yourself. Right. Like, when I first started dating Tim, his grandfather was a preacher. Yeah. So, his grandma you know, gave me, like, the rundown. Just yeah. like, who are you? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Where do you go to school? What do you go to school for? And I was like, oh, I, I own a yoga studio. And she was Yikes. like, um, you do what now? And I'm like, um, I'm not a witch. Like, oh. please don't report me. To- oh, God. I <laughs> wish I was a witch. Um, I am a witch, no. Uh, do you hear that Megan Fox drinks MGK's blood? Yeah. I kind Enough. of. Oh, Enough. I, I'm into it. Catherine. I don't know. I think it's really cool. I think it's. I think it's. I, I, I think it's I genuinely believe that it connects them fully. I don't think that she there manifested him, but yeah, I guess there are many other ways to connect. Go to a. I'm gonna try it. Please don't. Don't video. tell me about it. If you're in some bliss <laughs> in that case, I don't want to know. Matt that would is never. Some, Matt would never. He would never imagine. Oh my! He would never. But like, that's what people think I do up here. I know. I know. And it's so far. It's so funny it's, to me. Yeah. I don't. And those are the people that don't matter. Like yeah. they, they're on their side of the world. Yeah. And they'll be reincarnated a couple times yeah. to like get it. You know. Yeah. And and like you said, you can't force someone to want to come here no like all we can do is keep doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and we can keep you know showing people that it is such a positive environment yeah. and, and a positive ex- and it is whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. um like you said you can come here and do it the back like library mm-hmm. part of it um is that open to 
So cool. it's really a waiting room okay. right now, and it's kind of like a safe space yeah. for people that are getting services done. Okay. Um, but by all means, right. book a service. Right. If book you're the a, sauna. If you're having a bad day, come sit in the Some sauna. Some people sit back book. in the in the library before class. Yeah. They'll just go back there. They'll leave their phone out here. They'll yeah. go back, and they don't even. They don't need to read a book. Maybe they pick up a magazine, like, yeah. and they just sit for a little while. Take advantage of mm-hmm. all of this, right? Like, it, it's it's here to be used and to be practiced, and like, right. you want people to to yeah, come mean, up here and. All of this isn't for me. It's for everyone. Right. It's that's the whole reason it's, I built yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And being in the location that it's in, um, in Hamlin, mm-hmm. and having it be such an up and coming mm-hmm. like landmark. Oh, I like that. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is really, really inspiring for the area, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of um, other people, it inspires to you know, start a business. or. Well, and that was my goal in the beginning. People are like, really, Hamlin? Like, what? Well, because Who's there's nothing here. Yoga? But beca- who in Hamlin? Exactly. I Everyone. Because, know, like- because who now... Like, or not now, before, they're driving that to right. Scranton mm-hmm. or they're driving to, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, New York side of this. Right. And now there's a happy medium where you can offer that to people mm-hmm. who are local. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, if you build it, they will come. Yes, that's, that's the um, thing. And I, I wanted to serve my community. Yeah. I wanted to be in the area and build a whole new thing. Yeah, this like, is your home. Mm-hmm. Like, literally yeah, <laughs> across is. the street yeah. um if so, I could sleep here I would yeah and I and I mean that's such a beautiful thing too because you're able to be so um what's the word not uh accessible mm-hmm. you know like if, if there's something that you need to come over and do you're able to come and do it and right. it's, this is like this is it like the, everything Stop is here yeah literally um is there anything that we didn't touch on that we were supposed to Ooh. yeah maybe the tea room the tea room yes oh okay so plug like the um upcoming events for yoga maybe we can go through like a quick schedule people can kind of like pause and um, and write it down or something what i recommend if you're new to yoga Mm -hmm. and you're like terrified to come um tuesday nights at 6 p.m good class to come to um if that doesn't fit your sketch put your big girl pants on big boy pants on and come to any class um we do live music yoga on Wednesday nights. It's kind of a new thing, kind of trying to get it to stick. Okay. So it's like every other week, maybe yeah. every week. Um, hand pan, we have a cellist. We have a, uh, what's it called? A didgeridoo yeah. friend that comes and plays a didgeridoo. Um, what else? We Come do... Monday nights if you want to hang out with me. Yeah. Before and after. <laughs> Slow clothes on Wednesday night. Um, Sunday morning is kind of like church here. We we really get into it. Okay. Um and don't be afraid of the non-physical aspects of yoga. It's called Soul Works because that's exactly what it speaks for itself. Yeah, we're working, working on a soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so they can find this schedule at um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Soul Works Yoga Studio or Yoga Yoga Studio. And you were actually the one that said you like the 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 name Studio, like the word I itself. Love the name Studio. So, and I. I'm kind of mad at you about that because now every time I tell someone, oh, just like go on our website, I'm like, soulworksyogastudio.com. Yeah. But it is the whole thing, soulworksyogastudio.com. Soulworksyogastudio.com. I just or the a whole new website. Okay, cool. It. It's beautiful. Cool. Um, 
you can book a class online. Nice. You can book massage and sauna online. Nice. Um, we do a lot of things too. We, <laughs> I'm involved now. Um, we do a lot of like annual things too. So mm-hmm. there's probably um, not not a retreat. What is it in September? Oh, the expo. Uh, maybe yes. Okay. We it's a that lot was a of previous work. thing. Mm-hmm. We do yeah. We do a lot of outdoor yoga classes in the mm-hmm. summertime. Check us out for those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing it at one at Lake Janeiro. Um, maybe someone like Ariel. Cool. Um, Definitely do some garden yoga this year. And all are welcome. There's, there's, I mean, she's constantly posting what the events are yes. too. So respond in any way to get and more I information. I can promise that garden yoga is better than beer yoga. Oh, garden yoga. <laughs> um, Feed off the flowers. Yes, yes. That's super fun. Um, and then coming in June? So I don't want to like say any definitive dates okay. because I don't want anyone to hold me accountable okay. for being late to opening the tea room but um I think if all goes as planned we're going to open on our third year anniversary amazing of Soulworks amazing and that is a tea room right downstairs in the same building um it'll be different doors yep so I think right we're gonna move everything downstairs that yeah. isn't isn't the class. Front desk. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the store downstairs. Mm-hmm. It'll be a nice, like, boutique. I'm so excited. Um, coffee from Black and Brass. Nice. Um, we'll have a specialty blend, Solvex Yoga blend of coffee. Um, amazing. I just started working on the recipes for iced teas. I've been oh having God. so much fun just The creating. one that we tried, um, the yes. blueberry one, was mm-hmm. so good. Yes. So good. My new favorite is raspberry hibiscus lemonade. Right. We're trying that one soon, too. And butterfly pea flower That's is, like, best. it's just the OG, the best. best, most beautiful tea ever. So fun. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, A I'm really excited. groovy place to hang out. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to make it a destination location so that if you live a half an hour away, you really don't mind coming up because right. you can sit in the That's your weekend plans. Yeah. yeah. Come vibe with us. Cool. I Live music, that. you know. Love it. Yeah. Awesome, Super excited. Awesome things. All right. Well, thanks for doing this with me. Oh my gosh, I had so pleasure. much fun. Me too. This is going to be a long one. I know. I, I'm worried. <laughs> that's only half. No one's going to listen because it's so long. Oh my God. I, that's good because no one will know the, the date of the tea room because they aren't going to get this far. That's true. I'll preface it in the beginning and be like, listen for the date of the tea room. Oh.